Ah, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Burgundy Gold Knuckleheads podcast. And as always, and especially today, sitting over there with a big old smile on his face after a, a, a Washington Commanders win is my main man, Reggie. What's going on, Reg? Hey, <laughs> you cracked me up, man. Out there. The music, I don't know why, but the music seemed a little extra loud today. Oh, after, did it? After, little, after victory. You well, you were you were you were pumping it up, man. You had a little extra yeah. zest in the uh, intro, and Absolutely. Uh, you know it's, it's victory, man. It's a victory. We're doing this podcast post Washington Commanders going into the Mile House City, and uh, grab it a dub, man. Um, hey, it was great. It's great, man. I don't know what to say, but other than wow, I, I, yeah. I said we'd be two and zero. We're two and zero, man. So yeah, I'm this, excited. This, and this, this is, is uh, of, what? This is a game of a lot of ups and downs and highs and lows, and, and we'll touch base on some of it. We're not going to make a, a super long podcast here, but we just kind of want to touch on a, a, a few things uh, as we watch the game. Um, well, first, and, let's start off, man. This is the first time we're 2-0 since 2011. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we, we talked about that, and – so long ago that many of us didn't even know who the quarterback was, but we had to, we had to search it. And right. uh, the, the Googling machine said that it was Rex Grossman. I forgot that guy was even our quarterback. Uh, but yeah, Rex Grossman was the last time that our team was, had a two and zero start in 2011. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people that don't even realize that uh, Rex Grossman, <laughs> I mean, it's Rex who? Wait, yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. Uh, and then you say the name, like, what team did he play for? Well, he 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 was here for just a minute, but uh, but yeah, it, it it's been a while. Um, it feels good. It feels good. Washington walked away, limped away, jumped up and down as they walked away with a thirty-five to thirty-three win. Um. As, as I always say, I, I, I tell people at the, at the sports bar, and I've said it here, uh, we we cannot win comfortably. <laughs> no, we, know, never, we, we never. We had an opportunity. We had an opportunity to win comfortably. Uh, I will say Reggie was, you know, Re- Reggie had his feet propped up and 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 you know was about to light a cigar, and I'm like, hold on, let's just let's just wait till it's all zeros on the on the clock. I was. And, I, was, uh, I was. I was wondering what was wrong with y'all, man. Y'all still sitting around here talking about wait, wait for what? Yeah, we're winning this man. game, man. We're up by eight points. Well, okay. well, we were winning by eleven with what? Roughly two and a half minutes to go. Exactly. Two, two, two and a half minutes to go. We were up by eleven. And I'm ready to celebrate. Y'all talking about hold on, hold on, wait. But needless to say, man, you guys were, <laughs> you guys were right <laughs> on that, man. Unfortunately, cow. Unfortunately, unfortunately, unfortunately. but like before we, we get literally all that, I mean, th- those that are, those that listen to this podcast probably already saw uh, saw it, so we're not breaking anything new. But real quick, I would just want to go over a couple stats, a few stats that I thought were uh, interesting. Uh, Sam Howell was twenty seven for thirty nine for two hundred ninety nine yards. Couldn't get that one more yard to to break three hundred, uh, but uh, two touchdowns, uh, zero interceptions. And unfortunately, four sacks. Um, that's something we can circle back around. Uh, B Rob had 18 carries for 87 yards and two t- TDs. 
Uh, one thing I'll note that uh, Antonio Gibson, he didn't have a single carry until the fourth quarter. I think he only ended up with one carry. Um, speaking of, of how uh, something that people probably didn't notice was he th he threw the ball or had 10 different people catch the ball during the game. Uh, that's, a, that's a lot of people. You know, you, you think two or three running backs and three uh, wide receivers and a tight end. Well, that's, that's only six. And so people off the bench were also getting involved in the, uh, in the passing game. And um, so, yeah, yeah, that's kind of the, the, the simple statistics. Uh, Joey Sly was two of four, missed an easy one and then missed a 59 yarder. Um, right. which I would like to throw a question mark in, on, on Rivera for attempting that uh, because when, once he missed that, they basically had it at the 50-yard line. They were starting their uh, their drive from the 50-yard line. Um, yeah. But I'll, I'll, I'll turn it over to you for any kind of simple things before we kind of dive into a play or two or a person or two and anything. That no, you no, got no, that's good. That's good. Keep going. I, I Everything was the stats. Um, from everybody was good. Um, a lot of positives that came out of this game, some negatives, uh, which we'll, we'll touch on here in a little bit, but go for it. Yeah. I mean, that, those are, those are the overall stats. I, I, I pulled the stats um, off of ESPN. And if you look at the ESPN um, website, when you look at the stats over on the left-hand column, they have a, a running, um, probability right it runs throughout the game so at, at minute by minute it gives you what's the probability of washington or the broncos winning um when the score was three to 21 in favor of the broncos obviously the broncos had a 96.3 uh percent chance of winning at that time clearly that's that means nothing it's a matter of you know how, how the game plays out uh, but it just kind of caught me. You know, it goes high and low depending on how people score, who goes ahead, and how much time is left on the clock. But uh, the, the the extreme of ninety six point three, and we came back and and ended up pulling out that win was kind of a meaningless. But it was kind of caught me as something kind of funny there. Yeah, 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 um, for sure. And so, I, like let, I said, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Ken. Well, I was just going to say, you know, overall, I, I think I was real happy with Sam Howell. Um, again, we're talking about a, for all, for all, uh, purposes, he's a, he's a rookie quarterback. Um, early on, he took a few sacks that maybe he could have kept from getting one or two of them. Uh, later in the game, when he kind of came under pressure, he did throw the ball away a few times. So, uh, it, it, it's the learning curve on that. Um, I, I like to continue to like his poise and, you can see when when the line gives him time, he's going through his progressions and then very comfortably, not rushing, but very comfortably goes down to the to the checkdown person. Whether that's a tight end over in the flat, whether that's a running back that uh, releases after providing some blocking, he's very comfortable um, going through his progressions and going to the checkdown. And just yeah, not, by no means a perfect game by Hal. But everything that I saw is, you know, you know, plenty, plenty to continue to grow with, and you know, hopefully become the quarterback for the for the future. But it's it's way too early uh, in the season and in his career to make that evaluation. But 
I continue to like what I see in Sam Howell. Yeah, you know, man, <clears throat> listen. This game uh, still had a lot of question marks going into it for us from an offensive standpoint, right? This was essentially Sam Howell's first road test. You know, this is his third start, but the first two were home games. So there were questions about how he would be uh, on the road. You got, uh, you know, the the, uh, the, po- the opposing team fans, you know, the pressure there, the hostile environment, if you will, yep. um, on the road. Um, you know, the question was how he was going to handle. Uh, Sam, Sam has um, every game that he's played this season. Granted, there's only been two. He's played in a way that makes you scratch your head. You, you you question some of the things he's doing, and but I I have no other word to to choose other than the poise. The kid continues to have and show an amazing poise in the face of adversity. Um, here's a situation here where he didn't play well the first half. I mean, the score it was the offense scored three points in the first half, and yet he didn't seem rattled. It was just the defense continued to play and try to do their best to hold Denver offensively. Um, and at one point, deep, um, uh, Denver had only scored three points in the second half, and yet. Sam just continued to fight back. And our offense got 32 points in the second half. Well, I, I want to I I correct you there. Uh, we were, we were losing, at halftime, we were um, 14 to 21. Uh, we, we were at down. Half? To, 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 no, yes. Uh, we were down. So, you're right. Mid, you're right. Mid, you're mid, right. Midway through the second quarter, to your point, midway through the second quarter, we were losing 3 to 21. And then the the last part of the second quarter you're right you're right you're and, right you're right and the rest of the game scored i think it was like an unanswered 32 points if i'm if i'm right uh, yes 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 points. yes you're right you're right my my bad folks for for uh-huh. totally blowing that you're right it was it was a 7 point game at halftime you're right but at one point it was a 21 to 3 3 deficit for washington and yet the kid did not lose his composure he kept his poise and continue to fight and just slowly grind. I think that's a testament to two people. I think that's a testament to to Eric Bieniemy, who didn't seem to to get flustered and get out of, get out of character very much, and just continue to try to call a great game. And then also for Sam Howe to continue to just grind grind this thing out. Um, there's a thing of note here, and I have no doubt that it will be talked about. Um. And that is his ability or his his uh, his knack for holding the ball. Um, personally, I think it's it's certain to be it's certainly something that needs to be looked at, but I don't think it's to his detriment. The kid is holding the ball because there are times where the offensive line isn't protecting, so therefore he is trying to extend the play, and in his and in his efforts to extend the play. He's either take getting the sack or he's getting chased down from behind. And so 
that could easily be he escaped the pocket and makes the play downfield. And in some cases, it's turned into a sack. And I think sacks are situational. You know, if he's getting a sack and it's stalling the drive, that's different than if he takes a sack and it's, you know, it takes us out of field goal range or something. It's, and listen, no, no sack is good. But I think every, not all sacks are equal. Nonetheless, Sam has to do a better job, I think, of recognizing when those times, when those times are, are better than others. Um, but for this kid to throw 39 times, 27 attempts, having a, a 108 passer rating, given how putrid the offense looked in the first half, it, I mean, <laughs> again, you have nothing but to say how well this kid is going to be the more experience and the more reps he continues to get. Against some of the better teams, you can't get down 21 to 3, obviously. But again, to your point, what did you make? This is his third start. His third start in his career. And yet, Sam's not losing us games. Correct. He's not losing us games. He certainly has helped. He's reasons why we're winning. I'm not going to say he's the only reason. But, man, and then the kid made some hell of a throws, man. If you, For those that watch the game, you saw the touchdown pass that he made. Um, it was a nice pass to Terry. We saw the dime that he threw along the, the right sideline to uh, uh, John Bates. To Bates yeah. um, the, the ability to throw the ball into tight windows. I mean, I think Denver was playing a zone coverage. I cannot remember if it was Terry or John Dotson. He throws the ball in there between what was essentially three defenders in there. Listen. Sam may not be our guy for 10 years. He may not be. And I'm not going to sit here and say that he is or isn't. But at this point, I asked the guy at the bar, I said, who's somewhat complained about him. I said, listen, when the last time we've had a guy on our roster that basically you have this type of potential with, he couldn't come up with anybody. He couldn't come up with anybody. Yeah. Other than RG3. Well, I'd, I'd like to add to that. If in the offseason, we would have drafted him uh, with our number one pick, right? And instead of Forbes, if we just magically had Howell, and this is Howell's second start as our number one draft pick, we'd be happy. We would be happy. Right? But, but, but we lower our... I, I think not it, not you and I, I think there are fans because he was a fifth round pick, you know, lower what his potential could be or is. And, right. and, and it's just not the case. Um, I, I had written down here and you almost said verbatim, uh, you know, his, his mistakes during this game and, and his main mistakes to me uh, that I saw was a couple of the sacks, right? But those sacks to your point is, directly come from him trying to make a play he's not he's not lost right he's not searching searching he, he's he's holding the ball waiting for somebody to, to get uh he's trying to, to escape free, the pocket most of the or time he's, or he's trying to step up in the pocket or he's trying to roll and buy himself an extra you know second and a half to get the ball away and sometimes it's working for him 
You know, there, there's plenty yes. of times that it is working for him, but the times that it doesn't, sometimes, you know, that, that comes up to bite him. Um, but there's players that do that for an entire career and still can become very, very successful. I, I think that's something that um, the coaching staff will work with Sam and, and kind of, hey, if it's not there, if it's not there, you got you got to get rid of it. Um but his but one more one more thing he, on those sacks, Ken. Yeah, but but to me, his mistakes at this point are from being a not overly aggressive, but aggressive, right? Overly aggressive. You just you're flinging it, and you you can make the play, and you can do this and that. He's not overall. He's not throwing when he throws the ball. He's not throwing into bad coverage. He's not misreading the coverage. You know, those are the things that sometimes can really drive a a coach bad because you look at the film and you're like well, how did you not see you know this, this linebacker moving over or the, or the safety coming over he's not making those kinds of mistakes and 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 i just like i said overall second game third game i, I really like what i'm seeing from sam uh at this point yeah and just one last thing on, on this so old sam howe and also his sex to exactly the point that you're making his sacks are coming from trying to extend the play. It's not like he's rolling out to the left or the right and there's a defender bearing down and instead of throwing it out of bounds, he's holding the ball. It's typically protection has broken down. He's trying to escape the pressure and to then now extend it to try to make a play downfield and he's getting sacked. Right. And, and and I know it's easy to say, well, just throw it away, but it's kind of hard to throw away and there's a defender right in your face there. And so I, I just think things will get better. I think the offensive line will continue to hopefully, hopefully get better in protection. And so there's less of these moments where he's having to try to extend the play that in some cases result in the sacks. And with those issues that we're talking about, Sam Howell, he still put 35 points on the board. Yes. Right. And and, and yes. most of those, you know, it, it wasn't like uh, there was a fumble and he had a short field, you know, pretty much all of those were drives. Right. Um, and, and so again, it, it, it's, it's him learning. It's these repetitions. Um, the other thing I, I mentioned it last week, actually, I mentioned it during the preseason and I, you can see it here again, um, a little bit light on the running, but that's not going to change, right? And I'm talking old commanders from the last couple of years or even going back to the Redskins days where, you know, you got to be 50-50 or more running. Um, I think the amount of running that we're doing is sufficient uh, and keeping it honest. B-Rob had some hard, hard runs today um, and, and, and productive runs, but we're going to continue to see us throwing the ball 60 40 would be would be my rough guess uh continued throughout the season and and the style that we're doing it we're 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 doing check downs we're doing screen passes we're doing something in the flat we're going downfield we're doing the mid-range passes there's a mix of everything and as long as we're mixing in everything isn't a check down everything's a check down we've, we've seen that for a few years as long as we're using the entire field in our passing game i've got no problem with it well to your point, um, I don't think the issue is necessarily the percentage of runs, run versus pass. 
as long as you're efficient when you run, then I don't think that the uh, the ratio presents itself to be as a bad thing. Case right. in point, I'm looking at the stats right now. Total rushes. We went 23, 23 carries for 122 yards and two touchdowns. That was a 5.3 average. If I told you that Brian Robertson had 23 carries by himself for 122, 122 yards, scored two touchdowns on a 5.3-yard 5. average, you say he had a hell of a day. Right. So collectively, as a group, which was Brian Robinson, Curtis Sam, Antonio Gibson, and Sam had a couple of carries himself to extend some plays. As a team, we ran 23 carries, 23 times for 122 yards. So again, the point that, that, that I want to make there is it's not necessarily how many you run or how many carries you get. It's how efficient, efficient you are with those carries. Right. And if you if you ran 23 times and you had a two-point average, then people are going to say maybe you need to run the ball a little bit more. But in this case, we were efficient. They had a 5.3-yard uh, per carry average. Scored with them. It helped sustain some drives. It helped extend some drives. And all of a sudden, it looks like a more balanced attack today than it, than maybe it would have in, in previous years. So, hey, man, we <laughs> you tell me a Washington team puts up 35 points, I'm going to feel pretty good about it. Right. And that's what they did today. Yeah. So, I, so, so kudos, kudos to, to Eric Bieniemy, Sam Howell and that offense. Um, I know Terry's numbers didn't look gaudy, but I was, you know, talking to someone today and I said, listen, if everyone expect our offense to be explosive because of the number of weapons we have, then no one guy is going to stand out. Terry in years past was our, was our main guy heading above everybody else. So his numbers looked, looked great. But if you got, if you expect Dotson, Samuel, Gibson, Robinson, Logan Thomas, uh, uh, Bates. God, Bates, I'm missing the other guy named Cole Turner. You, you expect all these guys to be getting touches, then Terry's not going to get the same number of balls and have the same number of yardage that he's had in years past. He'll still be productive, yep. but you're just not going to get those gaudy numbers that we're accustomed to have where you have some teams just got a wide receiver one. It's just it's just not going to happen that way. He had his moments. They were some big moments. They were moving to change type catches, and in some cases, he scored touchdowns. And I think what we saw from Terry today is probably what is going to look more so throughout the season than it has in, in passes where he's caught nine, ten balls in a game. Hundred and something yards. I I don't know that we'll see that from Terry this year. Yeah. Uh, w- one thing that, that did concern me about this game um, was actually the other side of the ball. Uh, okay. I I believe it was on either three straight drives or or three out of four drives that they scored touchdowns. Right. It was we 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 talked about being down uh, three to twenty one, and after that point. Washington D played tight. They were they were tough. Uh, Russell was was definitely uncomfortable back there um, uh, in, in pass protection, and he he was running running a lot. You know, running uh, just to get away, or you know, a few times he was running to to pick up a, a first down or two. But I, I'd be interested in, in 
you know, Del Rio, like I said, I didn't hear post-game coverage on, on to Del Rio of what changes did you make and why why did it take not one drive, not two drives, not you know, why did it take three drives uh for you to to get to that point of of making whatever adjustments were made. Um, because the, the those there are three touchdowns. One was a two play um drive, right? I think it was like twelve seconds. They had they had one play. No, whatever was, no, that was, was a one play. One play, seven one play, five I was thinking, yards, I was I thinking they had a, a play prior to that, but but even so, it was a, a very very short drive. Um, and the, I, I know their first touchdown, they just kind of drove down, and I was like, "What what are we doing?" And it, you know, sometimes there's a little bit of feeling out, um, and teams will score the first time, and then then it becomes tough after that as people see your your blocking scheme or what you're tra- what you've changed up to from an offensive perspective, what they're doing to attack your defense, you notice it and you make your adjustments and you go from there. Uh, it just seemed to take a little while for Washington D to make those adjustments, but I give them credit once they did, you know, they, they, they did a really good job after that point, but um, it, was, it was kind of a head scratcher there. Cause I was, I, I was more concerned about my defense than I was at my offense at that point. Yeah. You know, man, I, <clears throat> I I don't know what to make of our defense, Ken, if I'm being honest, right? Um, you know, we, we've, for the last, what, four, five years, we've touted the talent alone off the defensive line. Right. And, and they obviously have moments, stretches, and at the end of the year, from a statistic standpoint, we seem to be ranked high enough to where people go, man, the Washington defense. But, but when I look at the eye test, right, our defense doesn't look the same. We have moments in the game where you go, oh, boy, that's the way it's supposed to work. But just throughout the game, you know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, for example, I'm, I'm going to use – used to hate it Cowboys here for a second. You watch them last week against the Giants. Without knowing anything about how they finished last year, you looked at that defense and go, man, that's a tough defense. They was they couldn't run the ball. They was every time Daniel Jones dropped back, somebody was in his face. They were just wrecking plays. That ultimately led to turnovers and a shutout. And you watch us, and it's like we let an Arizona team with basically a guy that been on the roster as a quarterback for two weeks. They were beating us. All of a sudden, a Denver team that put up 16 total points last week against a Las Vegas defense, who, by the way, isn't expected to have a better defense than we are, than we have. Had twenty one points at the half on the on 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 the way to what was a potentially could have been a forty two point game, and it's like it still has this bend but don't break look to it. And then throughout the game, there are moments where we celebrate, but the defense doesn't look like it's dominating game. We're not dictating anything to opponents. 
We're, we're stopping people sometimes when we need to stop them. We're holding offenses sometimes when we need to hold them. We're make a play here and there when we need to make the play. And, and all of those are great things. If you don't have a defense that you expect to be top five. But that's not how we're touting our defense. Our defense is touted to be, be wrecking offenses. Quarterbacks will be afraid to play us week in and week out. And yet, we allowed Denver to put up 33 points. And oh, by the way, they almost came back and could have forced overtime. Denver put up 33 points on us. Yeah, I think uh, you know, we talked earlier before the season started about how Washington as a team needed to get out to a fast start, right? And and from a win-loss perspective, we're we're 2-0, and there's there's nothing to complain about. But it seems like we're two weeks in, and the Washington defense has not started out quickly, right? And no, and we're, nope. we're you know our most of our easy games are behind us, and I, and I say easy. There there is no easy game in the NFL. But when you look at the, the games. quality of the opponent, it primarily gets harder here uh, going forward. You know, playing playing Buffalo and playing uh the eagles or the next two games you know if you give up a bunch of points and you get in the hole against them uh by a significant amount it's going to be trouble it is going to be trouble so you know the defense over the next couple weeks uh really for the entire season they need to they need to be the quality of defense that we saw in the second half today and i'll say the second half or fourth quarter last week against arizona uh we need to say that for four quarters um and and we we knew going in that we were gonna have to rely on our defense as our offense is growing um and just need to step them up step need them to step up and play a full game every game and and we'll be good i think i think if that's the case we'll be able to compete uh win or loss we'll be competing throughout the season but we we, we can't be giving away uh uh giving leads up to, to begin the game every game. Man, we, we can't be letting teams score 33 points on us, man. Come on. Right. right. I, I don't care. I don't care who we're playing. It, again, I'm going to say, if you're expected to be top five defense, you can't be allowing teams to put up 33 points on you. Yep. Right. Yep. Okay. So, but I want to say this. I don't want to take away that the guy, some guys stepped up when they needed to step up. Emmanuel Forbes out here getting his hands on ball. It's just a matter of time that kid's going to start grabbing him. Um, he got one. He did get one. But, um, so congratulations uh, yeah. to him for that. Two weeks in a row, uh, if he catches everything that, that's right there, uh, he, he might have, you know, three right now. Yeah. Right? Um, uh, Montez Sweat had another sack-and-a-half game, which, to the point, he's finishing. Um, but I cannot, I cannot get out of here without mentioning the play up out of the halftime, uh, the second half with Deron Payne. Deron Payne made three consecutive plays that forced Denver to go three and out. And what, what I, what I want to point out about that is every now and then you get, you get a player that after they get, get their big contract you don't hear from them much. I'm not going to say that they don't play hard and all those types of things, because I don't know, but it's not uncommon that after a player gets paid a big contract, the production goes down. But between John Allen 
and Deron Payne, there's something about those guys, man, that even if they got paid, they're not resting on that. Right. Them boys are still playing hard. And so, again, Deron Payne had three consecutive plays that forced a three and out by Denver based on a tackle, sack for loss, and a batted pass. And, man, that kid was just ready. It was just, it was just good to see. Yeah. And, and I was and I was happy for him um, for that reason. Yeah, uh, Ch- Chase Young. Uh, I think there was a, a couple plays where he was the return over, chase over aggressive. Was today. Uh, there was a couple plays where he was over aggressive, but he definitely had a had a impact on today's game. Um, I think he definitely had a sack, maybe two sacks. No, he had, um, he had a second half. Yeah, second and half. and there was a couple times where he might not have gotten the sack, but he made Russell Wilson uncomfortable and made him either throw the ball away or somebody else ended up getting the sack because uh, he had to make a move or adjustment because of Chase Young's uh, pressure that he, that he put on him. So, uh, yeah, you know, overall a good game. You know, we, we're, we're happy because we win, but we still try to see and be critical of things that, that can be cleaned up. I know I said before the game, uh, I was talking to some people at, at the sports bar, and I said, you know, the, the good or bad that we saw last week in uh, or playing against the Cardinals, a lot of those things that were were on us, right? If if we cleaned up the things that we were doing, um, that we would be much more productive. And we saw it, it took a little bit for some of that, right? That the defense started off slow, the offense started out slow, but once they started cleaning that up, you saw what this team can be. Um, you know, th- they can move the ball. They can score the ball defensively. They can make it tough on a quarterback. Uh, overall, the the uh, secondary did a good job. Um, uh, other than the other than the one play, uh, you know, th- there was tight coverage on them all the time. Um, not not a, not a whole lot of uh, gripe once we got into the I'll say the second half. Um, you know, te- teams are going to score. They're going to move the ball. But overall, they, they made it tough for Denver to uh, to do anything. So, yeah. And the only thing that I would say left out of that is you hear when you throw Hail Mary passes, you got to bat the ball down. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I man, that was crazy that uh, they were able to score that touchdown uh, late in the game um, to give themselves an opportunity to tie that ball game up and force overtime. Um, but the defense again stepped up at on that two point conversion, stopped it. Ball game, we're two and zero. Denver's uh, Denver and Sean Payton and uh, Russell Wilson zero and two. And so, and, and there were some uh, celebratory shots, I think, after the game, if I and, if I recall. And we did. We we had a victory <laughs> Sunday victory Sunday moment there that we do sometimes after uh, victory. So. We did our victory shots after the game, and uh, man, this is a position I wanted to be in. We need to be in heading into week three against a tough Buffalo opponent that will be coming to FedEx Field next week. So I- I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything's um, going to taste a little bit better tomorrow um, when we go to work. Yep. I may work a little harder. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know. But I certainly know that my food will taste better tomorrow. Oh yeah, oh yeah, a little, uh, little, little extra zip in the step, w- without a doubt, without yeah. a doubt. Um, yeah. And 
that's that's pretty much all that I have on this. You have any any last no, comments, anything, Rich? That's really all I got, man. Um, we'll we'll be back, I guess, later this week with our pregame uh, podcast for the Buffalo Bills. Yep, and uh, we'll give you our number on that. Uh, we, we did not get our Denver podcast pre pre podcast with the Broncos out. We apologize for that. We had some some emergency situations that arose. That pre- prevented that, but uh, we're back. We're back, y'all, yep. and uh, we're back with a Victory Sunday podcast, and we'll be back later this week for a pre-game podcast for the Buffalo Bills. So, unless you got anything else, Ken, that's all I got, man. I'm, I'm good, man. The nation. That was good stuff. Love it. Peace out, knuckleheads.